Hey friends, welcome back to the Journal Feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoon-fed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine. We want to keep you guys up on the literature, and to do that, we spoon-feed it to you. Hence, Journal Feed. All right, here's the audio version of the past week summaries, which this week were brought to you by our authors Rebecca DeFabio, Kitan Patel, Vivian Lay, Michelle Scuba Gray, Amanda Matthews, and Clay Smith. So let's get into the first article titled Validity of Computer Interpreted Normal or Otherwise Normal ECG in Emergency Department Triage Patients out of the West Journal of Emergency Medicine. I like reading ECGs. I could probably improve a lot on it, but I like to do it. Gets into some of the nitty gritty and scratches the nerdy itch that you have, you know, at least for me, that is. But as a result of liking ECGs, I like to read Dr. Smith's ECG blog. If you've never been over to it, well, you know, go and give it a try and prepare to be a little bit humbled in your ECG interpretation skills as they have countless examples of what they call obvious occlusion MIs and OMIs, which often were missed initially. For us mere mortals, myself included, I will admit to glancing up at the computer interpretation when it's there to confirm my own interpretation with that of the computer, just to give myself a little boost of confidence that I haven't missed something. The Journal Feed actually covered a paper on the validity of a computer saying an ECG is normal back in 2022. It was reassuring, but Dr. Smith and colleagues wrote a letter to the editor about that paper cautioning the fallibility of computers. Let's have another paper looking at normal ECG interpretations by the computer. Now, if you follow the ACLS pathways for myocardial infarction, then ECGs of patients with chest pain should be read and interpreted in order to diagnose a STEMI within 10 minutes. As a result, this means that every chest pain that walks into the hospital, well, they get an ECG quite quickly, and then it's rushed over to the emergency physician, interrupting whatever they were doing. Perhaps if the computer interpretation of an ECG was normal, then that sense of urgency could be calmed down a little bit, and we would have less distractions. This trial was from a single center where all triage ECGs interpreted as normal or otherwise normal were reviewed by a cardiologist to check how true that was. Here, otherwise normal would, you know, I mean, let's say first degree AV block, otherwise normal means there's no heart attack here. Now, this was a sample of 2,300 ECGs from which the cardiologist disagreed with the normal or otherwise normal interpretation about 3% of the time. Even though the cardiologist didn't agree, none of these patients were diagnosed with STEMIs or acute coronary syndromes. None underwent cardiac catheterization, and only 1.4% were admitted to the hospital. All right, I would call this very reassuring when I see a normal interpretation by the computer. Now, this trial was only from one center, and I don't know if the machine at their hospital uses the same algorithms as mine does, and of course we don't know long-term data here either, but still, I'm reassured. I think it's worth it to have a physician put their eyes in the ECG at some point, and hopefully someone actually sees this patient, but I don't think that the computer misses many important findings when it calls an ECG normal. It will miss some, of course, nothing is perfect, but likely it misses very few. As technology for ECG interpretations evolves, gets better, I expect we won't need emergency physicians to look at triage ECGs at all anymore. When do we get to that point? I'm not sure, but I suspect it actually won't be that long off. While I have a lot of confidence that doctors are not going to be replaced by AIs anytime soon, well, ECG interpretations, eh, they might be. 
In a spoonful, I still agree with the statement of never trust the computer, but in medicine, you can't fully trust anything. Here, these authors presented a fairly large sample of ECGs where there were no significant findings missed by the computer when it interpreted ECGs as normal or otherwise normal. This is reassuring. Then the second article, titled International Evaluation of an Artificial Intelligence-Powered Electrocardiogram Model Detecting Acute Coronary Occlusion Myocardial Infarction, out of the European Heart Journal. Now, since we were just discussing Dr. Smith, here is one of the many, many, many publications by Dr. Smith. I've had my eye out for this paper in particular, actually, for a little while now. You see, Dr. Smith, Dr. Pendle Myers, and the whole gang have developed a computer AI to help with the diagnosis of not just STEMIs, but OMIs, which are what computers typically miss when they do miss something. Now, I know that AI is very much a buzzword right now, but to be fair, they've been working on this one since before ChatGPT became such a big thing. I'm actually a big fan of the OMI versus NOMI paradigm. What we care about is blocked arteries, because that's what we can fix. We don't directly care about the fact that ischemia happens to change repolarization enough to change the little short particular segment of a squiggly line and makes it move up or down on a piece of paper. I don't care about the paper or the squiggly line. I care about arteries, unblocking them, and saving myocardial tissue. Not that these squiggly lines aren't important, we just want to be using them properly and thinking about them properly. So Dr. Smith and colleagues designed an AI program that also looks very intuitive to use, like easily to use on shift and scan all your ECGs easy. Diagnosing not just EMIs, but also OMIs. Keep in mind that if you'd like this program for yourself, It'll cost you a little bit of money. They have a subscription service, which is not super cheap. They affectionately call this program the Queen of Hearts. It's clever. I like it. Now, we can't just believe their claims at excellence, though. We need some proper data. Though Dr. Smith and the gang are authors on this paper, I must say, meaning there is certainly some conflict of interest there, which they declared to be fair. So good job, guys. Now, the Queen of Hearts is a machine learning-derived AI algorithm trained on 18,000 ECGs from over 10,000 patients with suspected ACS. This was then tested on 3,300 ECGs from over 2,200 patients from Europe and the United States who underwent coronary angiography. I mean, age of 62 years old, 67% of them were men, and 22% of them had OMIs. The AI model had an area under the curve of 0.938 for identifying OMIs, which is pretty good. An accuracy of 91% and a sensitivity of 81%, with a specificity of 94% compared with expert ECG readers. This was much more accurate than the standard STEMI criteria, which were only 33% sensitive, though they are more specific. The model also performed equally well despite genders, age, ECG rhythms, underlying, and culprit arteries. And this all looks good for this ECG model, but this was all retrospective. I would be happy to see prospective implementation data on routine use of this application. Can we improve outcomes relative to standard care? I want hard outcomes here, people. If it's as good as they claim it is, then these patients are receiving inferior care without using these tools. And so it shouldn't be that hard to show some benefit. I'd say there's equipoise here. We could even do a randomized controlled trial on this even. 
Now I want to use this kind of thing in my practice. I intend to use this type of tool in my practice, but I want some hard outcomes first. I want some data on it. Also, why 18,000 ECGs as a training cohort? It smells like small fish to me. Not that 18,000 isn't a lot, but I don't see why you couldn't easily have more. We've no shortages of ECGs in the world. Now, I'm sure, of course, there's diminishing returns at some point by adding more ECGs. Who knows, maybe 18,000 is enough, but I'm still a little bit skeptical by that number. In a spoonful, the Queen of Hearts AI ECG interpretation model outperforms the standard STEMI criteria by identifying OMIs as confirmed by coronary angiography. The next step in my mind is to improve patient outcomes using this application. Okay, that's all the articles. Let's do a quick wrap up, shall we? What did we learn today? From the first article, computer ECG interpretations of normal were safe when double-checked in this retrospective study. From the second article, there might be a better computer out there for interpreting ECGs. AI might not take your job away, but it could probably take away the hassle of EKG interpretation. If you're hearing this right now, then you are not a part of our members feed, and so you missed three articles from this past week. One was looking at what is the worst thing made of metal to bring into the MRI room. Second, we talked about infected kidney stones. When's the last time you really thought about that? And then finally, all the best of pediatric TBI management. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org, where the newsletter is, of course, the best way to make the podcast in a bite-sized nugget of space repetition. Our goal here is for you to read less, learn more, and save lives, one spoonful at a time. Thank you.